Presented by the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 8 of Marital Tiffs, where we invite you into our marriage to debate the not-so-important topics, discuss each other, and more. I'm Tim. I'm Karen, a Hufflepuff and Harry Potter lover. And we're a couple of married geeks who often get very passionate when we disagree about the super-important topics, like our favorite TV shows, personality traits, and whether Cosmo gives bad relationship advice or the worst relationship advice. There are a few pieces of advice that I've heard that are worse than what we read on the show last week. So I'm very excited for this episode tonight. Yeah. If you can't tell but, from my intro, but we are talking before we get to this topic. What I have a bone to pick with you. <laughs> what? So in episode one, if you remember, we talked a lot about quarantine redecoration and how much change is too much change. And I just want to point out that since we've released that episode. You have painted the buffet in our kitchen. That's old news. And have already decided you wanted to paint it a different color. Because I don't like it. I lived with it. I don't like it. This is old news. All of this is since we recorded. Okay, Tim's just ready to fight right now because we've been actually talking about this particular topic for like a few years. A majority of our relationship. Yeah, which is, um, which has had a bigger cultural and societal impact star wars or harry potter and karen thinks for half a second that it's harry potter i mean it is she's wrong okay well but i'm gonna open the floor to the newbie uh harry potter is the new kid on the block new it came out in 1997 as opposed to the 1977 that star wars was released so i'm gonna I'm, I'm going to let the, the young one go first. <laughs> How is Harry Potter more iconic, more impactful in a, on a culture, more anything mm-hmm. than Star Wars? Well, first of all, I would just like to say, because we don't videotape our sessions, I just want to describe the room right now for you. I'm wearing a Harry Potter scarf in the house Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. You are wearing Star Wars gear, right? I have a... Uh, Rebel Alliance hat and a Star Wars Funko Pop shirt on, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let, tell me, are those your only items of clothing that are Star Wars? Currently, yes. And how many items of Harry Potter do you own that are? Three or four. Three or four? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So more than? I do, I do. Because? Uh, but that's only because the Harry Potter world opened before the Star Wars world. Oh, interesting that you say that. And... Star Wars has been around 20 years longer than Harry Potter, as you mm-hmm. so dutifully pointed out to me mm-hmm. just a moment ago. So it, it never occurred to anybody that anyone would care about a Star Wars land. It was only bought by Disney this decade. Sure. So just so everybody knows, I was in line the day that the Harry Potter world opened at Universal. And that line was crazy. And we went... What, in 2018 to Harry Potter World again? Yeah. So like eight years or so later after it opened for the first time. It was still pretty freaking insane. Like, Mm. I mean, we went in a good time of the year. We went like when it wasn't, we went like during the week. So it wasn't too 
you know, line filled, but they're, they've been like building on and adding to it and things like that. However, in preparation for this article, I read that wah, 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 Star Wars Land has been very disappointing to Disney on its attendance rates. Because well, part of that is the price. Part of that is the price. You th- Ooh, maybe I can't say that. We'll bleep that out. <laughs> this is going to get heated, folks. But you think that Universal is cheap? Comparatively, yes. Okay. So if you really care about a fandom, wouldn't you spend the money to go and like visit it in person? Not everybody has that money to spend. Sure. But if you take a look at... The number of Harry Potter fans who are willing to spend the money to go to Universal versus the number of Star Wars fans who are willing to spend the money to go to Disney. Are you arguing that the price difference is so much between Universal and Disney that it would be that much of a differentiation? Yes. Really? Yes. And here's why. Let's take case in point. The most iconic weapons from each. Okay. To get a wand at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is roughly... 50 bucks. Okay, and uh, it's a piece of wood. To get a lightsaber from Star Wars World, you're paying ballpark 200. Yeah, because and they're mechanical pieces. It's not it has nothing to do with like the I'm talking, value. I'm talking even the ones that do the 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 things in the world. Yeah, that doesn't require any type of like lighting mechanism or anything like that. That's just like a particular reaction in certain areas. That's what does that have to do? Is your argument so weak that you're like talking about the price? I haven't started my argument. I'm Go just rebutting yours. No, you keep going. I, I'm I'm done with this particular part, which no, is the. No, keep going. All right. Well, why don't we talk about for a second quality over quantity mm. for a moment? Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that? Because mm-hmm. you know Harry Potter has seven books. You know a little Eight. bit more if you want to count. Um, the fairy tales and things like that. It has eight movies. It has a play. It has... It's interesting that you started by saying seven books, considering there's eight in canon. Eight in canon? Yeah, because Cursed Child does count no matter how much Harry Potter fans don't want it to. I liked that play, but I saw it in London, hair flip. (laughs) But... So... (laughs) So eight books. Sure. But... Harry Potter is, like, all about quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. It's got not so many things that it's, like, overwhelming, like Star Wars does. But mm-hmm. it's got enough content there that people keep coming back. They want to see it again. It's so good that the books are released and then, like, what, like, a year, two years later, people go and pay the money to see that exact same story again in the theater because it's so good and people care about it so much. Okay. So Star Wars has, like, every type of media possible, and it's completely overwhelming, and there's no possible way that if you wanted to, like, sit there and consume every piece of, like, lore and canon and books and movies and shows and all that, that you could possibly do it in a reasonable amount of time. Mm -hmm. So... On the other side, that quantity also allows for immaculate world building immaculate yes immaculate you have you have a galaxy on which to draw star uh star wars stories from okay you have all the corners of the uh the, the of said galaxy mm-hmm. you have creatures 
way beyond what you find in the Harry Potter world. Um, you have what once once you factor in the legends, mm-hmm. you have over four hundred Star Wars books. The canon was whittled down to about seventy, I believe. Um, Eleven movies, four TV shows. Harry Potter's got ten movies and eight books. Okay, ten movies. Yeah. What ten movies are there? Are you forgetting? Are you already forgetting about the Fantastic Beasts series? I'm not talking about that. That's considered Harry Potter. Sure, but I'm not talking about Fantastic Beasts. I'm talking about Harry Potter. That's like saying Solo isn't Star Wars. No, because... Why? Because it's a spin-off of the main series. A spin-off of the main series. It belongs in canon. It's not a a (laughs) non-canonical part of the story. I consider Fantastic Beasts to be another era of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is literally about the boy. So, so like the prequels or the sequels in Star Wars? Star Wars has never had any defined type of timeline that is that like makes it such that like it has three defined timelines. The okay, original sure. trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the uh the sequel trilogy. But it's not like not to mention the Old Republic, the High Republic that's coming. But it's not bookended by a particular like set of things. Like, let's be honest. I mean, Harry Potter and Star Wars are similar in that they have a creator that is a little bit like I'm so glad you brought up that word. Can I finish? Jeez. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> they both have a creator that's like likes to mess with canon a little bit too much, mm-hmm. is a little bit money grubby, mm-hmm. and you know tends to consider their work to belong to them as opposed to the fans. So like Harry Potter and Star Wars are very similar in that regard. I'm so but, glad you used that word though. What? Similar. Uh-huh. Because let's talk about similarities. In that regard. Let, no, let's talk about similarities for a second. Here's a story. Let me paint you a picture. I've, I've got seen a, the memes. I've got a We've story all seen the memes about, about how an orphaned boy oh, God. raised by his aunt and uncle, uh-huh. taken away to be trained by an old man to fight against a villain who was trained by that mentor. If we are going, if you're going to frame it like that, then we can only discuss Harry Potter, the seven books, and we can only discuss the original trilogy. Because if you're going to say, like, how similar they are, then the prequel trilogy has nothing to do with that particular story. So the, the, way that so the prequel similar. trilogy in which the, the, the villain fights against his best friend mm-hmm. uh, to the death. Yeah. Uh, am I talking about Fantastic Beasts or am I talking Star Wars? I honestly, I don't care about, I don't care for Fantastic Beasts whatsoever. So so you even acknowledge that there's a part of your own canon that you just don't even care about. Oh my gosh, like Star Wars people aren't even like trying. I love trying. all Star Wars. I'm not talking just about you, I'm talking about the cultural impact, which is going to be talking about the fans. Okay. Of that particular thing. Okay. And, like, Harry Potter is so beloved that the only thing that people find wrong with the movies is that they don't include every single detail in the books. Even diehard Star Wars fans talk massive crap about, like, either movies overall or, like, huge plot lines in the movies to the point where they just completely disregard it or talk crap about anybody who likes it. So how can you say that, like, a fan base that, like builds itself and builds a reputation 
on basically outcasting people for liking certain aspects of it is better than the other one. I'm not going to deny that there are problems within the Star Wars fan base. Uh-huh. But you know what else the Star Wars fan base has given us? What's that? The 501st Legion. The Rebel Legion. The Mandalorian Mercs. Official cosplay groups that are recognized within the Lucasfilm canon. To the point that the 501st Legion is actually the name that was given to the the uh, the unit in Star Wars A Clone Wars. There is no Order of the Phoenix cosplay group. There is no Death Eaters official cosplay group. Do you know that for sure? Yes, because I've looked. <laughs> if we want to talk about like the way that fans dedicate themselves to the books and movies and all of that... Can we talk about MuggleNet, Pottermore? Can we talk about the fact that Harry Potter basically invented midnight releases entirely because people were so excited for those films and books to come out that they couldn't possibly wait until like the stores opened? Can we talk about that? Can we talk about how Star Wars basically invented the blockbuster movie genre? Can we talk about how Harry Potter basically invented making a book into a two-part movie series because it was so full of details that fans couldn't stand the idea of it not being, or to be fair, money, but fans couldn't stand the idea let's, of it not being let's talk money fully for a included second, in the cause movie. Because I'm ready to talk money. What about money? So, according to Box Office Mojo, uh-huh. uh, which is where a lot of places get their box office numbers, the number 42 gr- highest grossing movie in the United States is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. 42, just saying. Yes. The answer yes. to everything. Number 42. That is the highest grossing Harry Potter movie in the series. Mm-hmm. There are six Star Wars movies that rank higher. Yeah, and isn't that cute? Because I think I read when I was preparing for this particular episode that... The Star Wars movies have grossed just about over a billion dollars more than the Harry Potter's movies have in total. With only one extra movie. And there are how many more? One. One? One. Okay, cute. So how many of those uh, movies that, you know, pulled in higher money than number 42 over there were over a billion dollars? Several of them. So the average Harry Potter fan has spent way more on... Worldwide... There's only one Star Wars movie ahead of the top Harry Potter. But by the time you get to the second Harry Potter movie, you've passed another four Star Wars. So your argument here in talking about money is Is that... Is that fans turn out for our movies more. But they don't turn out to the theme parks. They don't support even other people who identify as fans on their own network the way that Harry Potter fans do. Harry Potter was such a, like welcoming and awesome and wonderful environment for me. And I did not find that in Star Wars. And I don't think that really any Star Wars fan can say that they find kinship in other Star Wars fans, except for the like ability to like argue about it. I disagree uh, because I want to give a shout out to hometown crowds. Number one fan, James, who helped uh, by sending me a couple of notes here. Uh, that That's oh, kinship. So you had to get, resources outside of us no we were mocking the fact that you were thinking you were going to beat us okay so let's talk about kinship and general good feelings overall for the fan base and things like that so let me just ask 
you know, you you find a bit of nostalgia with Star Wars, I am do. I right? You've you yep. watched the movies when you were a kid yep. and everything like that. It was my first fandom. Yeah, and you know, gosh, I just love so much feeling like a kid and feeling like you know, I walk down the street where I'm talking to aliens and I'm looking out into space and knowing that the only thing stopping me from going into space is my responsibility to my aunt and uncle. And just knowing that that movie is so relatable to me and everything like that. I just love it. Just so, love so, that. So you do magic? What I'm saying is that Harry Potter presents the ability for wonder, for magic. I mean, how many 10-year-olds sat there on the night before their 11th birthday and wondered if they were going to get their Hogwarts letter. That equivalency doesn't exist with Star Wars because the the whole basis of Harry Potter is that it's a secret magical world that only a few are privy to. And it's possible. I mean, you could be walking down the street going into the store and someone's just dressed maybe a little bit too funny, maybe a little bit too weird, or something happens out of the corner of your eye and you're not quite sure what it was and it can't quite be explained. Those kinds of things are huge in Harry Potter for explaining how a universe can come to be. And that kind of association, that kind of wonder, that kind of maybe this could happen to me doesn't exist with Star Wars. Mm. Mm. I do have a couple other points I'd like to bring up. You um, have nothing to say regarding but, the point uh, I just made? Okay, okay, let's go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see kids running around pointing wands at each other. Like, I do. <laughs> like you do with Star Wars I lightsabers. Um, there's just as much imagination that goes into pretending you're Luke Skywalker flying an X-Wing down the, the Death Star uh, as there is to thinking that, oh, I'm going to be kidnapped as an 11-year-old. Kidnapped? Uh, there's no kidnapping at any point. But... There's, there's just as much imagination that goes into it. I disagree. I completely disagree. I mean, how many things can you identify with as a Harry Potter fan or, or claim them as your own or, or, or say that this belongs to me? You can say that you belong to a particular house or that you're a, position, yes. a Quidditch position or that you want to grow up and be a magical position or that you like this class better or this teacher better or that... Harry Potter doing this was better for the overall storyline than, you know, this is what I would have done. Like, there's so many ways that you can identify and create an identity within the world. What can you do with Star Wars? I'm on the light side. I'm on the dark side. I like Luke. I like Leia. Like, what can you do? Nothing. There's still plenty of imagination that goes into pretending how can there be when they've created so much content that there's no possible way that you could have any imagination left that they haven't covered i'm not gonna let you just shout me down just to make yourself sound your sound like you're right i'm not shouting you are just completely not listening let me bring up two of the most iconic parts of star wars that harry potter just can't touch harry potter would not have its iconic music if not for the iconic music that John Williams first created for Star Wars. Are we talking about what is better or what is more iconic? Iconic. Okay, so why are we talking about music? Because the the Star Wars music is way more iconic than the Harry Potter. I don't think so. There is one song that anybody can really truly... The, the casual fan. The casual fan can only name one song from Harry Potter, and that's Hedwig's theme. The the casual fan. Okay. Uh, whereas you have several iconic pieces that come out of the Star Wars movies. Sure. To include You're right there. the Imperial March, to include 
the the main theme. Okay. I mean, all I, of that music was what built John Williams' career. I will give you that musically, it's got a lot more like recognized stuff, but like is commonality what we're talking about here or are we talking about impact? We're talking about impact. Okay. So <laughs> the uh, the other piece worth mentioning is that the the villain uh-huh. in Star Wars is way more iconic than the villain in Absolutely Harry Potter. Absolutely not. Yes. Absolutely not. There have been so many shows that you and I have watched together mm-hmm. where they've referenced like Voldemort or been like, you know who, or don't many... say his name. I mean, sure. Do you hear? <laughs> All the time. Okay, but you also hear that with Voldemort. The American so... Film Academy named oh. in, two, in 2003 named Darth oh. Vader the number three villain of all film all time surpassed only by Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. and uh Norman Bates mm-hmm. USA Today more recently I believe the article was 2018 named Darth Vader the number one iconic villain of all time gosh you, and what a villain he was number just standing there breathing hard <laughs> Voldemort made that list at number 40 number yeah. 40 40 iconic. Darth Vader is such an iconic villain. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What a great villain he is to stand there and speak in a monotone voice and breathe hard and make no decisions except to save Luke at the last moment, I guess. Maybe. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, are we, are we really going to go? Are we, are we going to go there? Go where? <sighs> to quote... The, the amazing, amazing Adam Driver. Darth Vader conquered an entire galaxy. Voldemort couldn't even take over a school. Darth Vader himself did not conquer a galaxy. Absolutely not. He ruled no. a galaxy. His machine that was being built before he even turned to the dark side, maybe, sure that he like happened to come on board because he was scared to lose his wife. Like, sure, (laughs) sure, sure, sure. But like, he didn't do anything. He literally didn't do anything. Like he- He slaughtered the Jedi. We're talking about Anakin. Uh Uh-huh. That's not Darth Vader. I mean, it's the same, yeah, like he becomes Darth Vader, but that's like a different Darth Vader hunted down and slaughtered the Jedi. Tom Riddle is different than Voldemort. They're still the same person. Sure, but like, it's not. I it just it's not comparable to me. You're right. Voldemort not. and Darth Vader are not comparable. Anakin was a little baby. He was a little whiny baby, and Tom Riddle at least started to do to pursue like Horcruxes and like put himself in a diary. And tried to find ways for him to come back. Like, one of the... What's, Darth Vader didn't need that. Out of curiosity... He ruled a galaxy for 30 years. Out of curiosity. Uh-huh. On that list of villains, yeah. where did Dracula come in? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. Pretty high, I would imagine. Okay. I would imagine pretty high. Why is Dracula such a great villain? Because he always comes back. <laughs> like Voldemort tried to do. Why this is like totally devolving just because of who we are as people into like what's better, Harry Potter or Star Wars, but 
I would just like to try to wrap it up here with a few thoughts mm-hmm. about the impact of Harry Potter. Okay. What What is this motion you're I'm doing just, to I'm, me? I'm giving you the floor. Okay. Um, J.K. Rowling denies this, but uh, numerous reports have alleged that she is the world's first billionaire mm-hmm. because of the amount of money that she has made over Harry Potter, over mm-hmm. merchandising, over selling the rights over to movies and for theme parks and all of that stuff, right? Okay. So, you know, pretty good job there. Pretty good job. One would assume that she wouldn't be able to become a billionaire, which is, by the way, an enormous number, enormous amount of money from mm-hmm. where she was as, like, a very poor person, as she admits herself. Like, that's... And she doesn't, like, any toy that is sold any like thing that has a hogwarts print on it she doesn't get a hundred percent of those profits like that's divided out so the amount of merchandise the amount of like things that she has to have spread globally and worldwide is insane like how many languages have the harry potter books been published in how many like movie theaters across the world did harry potter you know play in like it's insane the amount of impact over the last i don't even know 20 some 23 years since harry potter has come out the amount of like money and revenue and noteworthiness of it that has spread versus the like 20 year head start that star wars has had i don't think it's comparable to me because it's had less time to do the same thing in a better way i think in a more positive way, in a better, long-lasting way, in a way that like makes parents want to spread it down to their children and share that with. Like Harry Potter has come out with like illustrated children's books that we are collecting to share with our children if we should have them one day. So, and at the end of the day, when you decorated your office mm-hmm. downstairs and you put books on a shelf. There's no Harry Potter down there. Because they're too heavy. That's literally the only reason. It's like a flim, like for those who don't know, it's a flimsy bookshelf. It's like three shelves that goes on the wall. It's Sorcerer nailed in with Stone two. would be fine on there. You can't just put one of them on there. You can't put one on. No, no, no. That's an invalid argument. You can't put just one of the books on and not all seven. Why not? Because, first, okay, don't even go there because the books, the bookshelves are shallow and thin and they wouldn't mm-hmm. fit. And even if they did then it would be too heavy. So that's not... You're grasping at straws. For the record, I pulled up that top 50 movie yeah, villains. Yeah, for the record, for everybody for who's... USA Today. For everybody who's listening, Tim is looking up statistics on his laptop no, just, as we're talking, I and I'm up, not, so. I pulled up... You asked the question about Dracula. Uh-huh. Uh, Dracula does not make the list. Wow, really? That's um, offensive. For USA Today's most popular movie villains of all time. Uh, however, not only was... Uh, Voldemort number 40 number 50 Kylo Ren number 30 Boba Fett number 29 Grand Moff Tarkin yeah congratulations made a higher spot on that list than your main villain congratulations Star Wars has had so many things out there that there's a ton of villains to pick from you're right Jabba the Hutt at 27 Palpatine at 18 and Darth Vader at number one yeah because there's like a thousand movies and books and everything like that that have and the only thing in them is villainry and like fighting against the villains and there's no other content or context in it so congratulations so all i'm gonna say 
to wrap up my final point, mm -hmm. when you ask authors who inspired them, not many say J.K. Rowling. But when you ask movie directors where they got their inspiration, you hear two names. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. I'm not talking about J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, quite frankly... We're talking about cultural impact. And I didn't even go where you're about to. Yeah, quite frankly. I mean, if we want to talk about cultural impact in the negative way, Harry Potter has certainly seen some of that too with some of the things that J.K. Rowling has said and done. Uh, but so is George Lucas, to be fair. But, like, we're not talking about J.K. Like, we're not talking about the creator necessarily. We're talking about what they have birthed, what they've grown mm -hmm. from their mind, what mm -hmm. they've developed and things like that. Like, we're talking about the way that people interpret it and see it and see themselves in the story. Without Star Wars, you don't have J.J. Abrams. You don't. Who cares? You don't have Kevin Smith. I you, definitely don't care about I Kevin I know you Smith. don't. But there are a lot of people who consider him iconic. Sure. You don't have a number of... I guarantee you the Russos count uh, George Lucas as one of their idols. Mm -hmm. You know, they basically evolved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Kevin Feige. John Favreau works on Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no greater cultural impact than Star Wars has had on this, on, on our world. Harry Potter doesn't even come close. Are you getting emotional? Nope. <laughs> you sound like you are. And to everyone who's listening, I know that we probably have some diehard Star Wars fans and Harry Potter fans out there. We want to hear what you have to say. We definitely want to hear what you have to say. If you have a story or a thought or about something in your mind that could contribute to this conversation about what has had a bigger impact even for you personally or you know if you have a take on something or if we were wrong about something definitely let us know also i want to just because you said john favreau i thought about this today do we can we talk about for like a quick second as like a break from the tiff about how he was in friends as a billionaire technology, mm. <laughs> like, mogul, basically. He was basically who, Iron Man. Yes, like, <laughs> he's been in love with Iron Man since before he ever put his hands on Iron Man. So I just yeah. thought that, that was cool. But, but. anyway, um, yeah, so Harry Potter is amazing, and it's great. And but it still doesn't hold a torch to Star Wars. I would love, love, love for you guys to back me up. So let us know on Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. You can contact us on all social media at Marital Tiffs, M-A-R-I-T-A-L-T-I-F-F-S. All one word on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us, MaritalTiffs at gmail.com. Weigh in with your opinion. Who do you think, which, which property do you think is more iconic on our culture? Yeah, and we very well is might it Star have Star Wars, or are you wrong? We very well might have a part two to this episode once we gather more facts or other people's insights, or if you're interested in even coming on the show and letting us know your opinion about it, definitely let us know. We are officially on Apple Podcasts as well as Google and Spotify, so you can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple subscriber, please leave us a five star review. Uh, just a reminder, we are part of the 910 Comedy Podcast Network, so make sure to check out our sister shows. I have an, a sports show called Hometown Crowd. We also have That's Just My Face and Dead Girls Talking. Everybody, just learn your, learn your stuff, 
bring us your facts, tell us why Tim is wrong, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Marital Tips.